Hi, dreamers. This is Lucy, and welcome to another episode of the Self Made Expats with Lucy Jan, where I interview expats from all across the globe to share their inspiring and motivating stories. Today, I'm here with Marilla Soranzo. Murillo moved to the U.S. from Brazil when he was 17 years old to pursue his American dream. We're going to talk all about his immigration journey from Brazil to the U.S. and his passion for education and design thinking. Up until recently, he was an assistant dean at the University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign, and he was responsible for the first-year experience program where he welcomed 2,200 four-year students every year. 2,200 is a huge number. I'm really curious to learn how he incorporated design thinking into the program. And after working in the university for over 15 years, he joined a tech company, HubSpot, and now he's uh, helping onboard new employees. I mean, immigration, education, tech, all these three are my favorite topics, and I'm so excited for today's interview. Welcome to the show, Marilla. Thank you, Lucy, so very much. I'm super excited to be here and talking with you. Thank you for the opportunity. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Oh my God, thank you so much. I've been waiting for uh, this interview, so. <laughs> oh, <laughs> me so too, the, the feeling is mutual. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um, so you moved to America when you were mm-hmm. 17. That's, That's really right. young. And then you, you moved uh, to America to pursue your American dream. And I'm really curious, what was your what was the American dream that you envisioned for yourself? Yeah, uh, you know, uh, yeah, it, it, no, it didn't seem as young back then. But when I look back, you know, like, yeah, 17, you know, like how many 17 year olds will really just, you know, make the decision to move away from everything they know? Because it was my choice, right? It was something that I wanted to do. And as you said, you know, it was to pursue the American dream. When when I made a decision, you know, I, I had already a history of family members that were already living in the U.S. that were, you know, that had come here before me. So my uncles, my grandparents, you know, they were already there. Um, my mom was the one person that never really had the itch to, you know, li- leave Brazil. So, you know, it skipped, mm-hmm. it skipped her and came to me, you know, but I took, <laughs> I took, full, I took full advantage of the fact that, um, that I had that support network already in place in uh, in the U.S. So when I'll never forget this, my uncle actually, my uncle and my grandfather both got their green card through the lottery program, which you know back in the mid '90s, um, Brazil was still eligible for for that program. So they they actually got their their green card through the lottery through the diversity lottery program in the same year. So that was really interesting. And so my uncle made a trip back to Brazil. And really planted a seed uh, on me. I was, I was at my second year of high school in Brazil, and he said, "You should consider, you know, uh, coming to school wow. there." And that was the seed. That was the seed that was planted. And I became like, "All right, that's what that's gonna be my goal after high school." And I wouldn't stop talking to my friends about it. I really wanted to, you know, <laughs> just go and experience because for me at the time, the goal, Lucy, really was. I just want to learn English. I fell in love mm. with the English language. You know, once once I learned that, you know, all the movies and everything that I was watching were like not, you know, 
uh, spoken in Portuguese. It were all dubbed, <laughs> you know, oh, and they're like, oh, yeah. there is there is actually <laughs> another language they're speaking. It's English, you know, and like, oh, I, I want to be part of that. Right. And I so really, I mean, as simple as just wanting to learn English, you know, that was that was a big thing for me. And sure enough, you know, I, 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 I made that my goal. And again, with the help, I couldn't have done it with the help without the help of my uncles. Both my uncle, uh, an uncle of mine in Brazil, who's actually my godfather as well. So my uncle Tino, shout out to Tino. He helped me get my <laughs> my visa. He helped me get my my actually my tourist visa. Because um, part of me was like, okay, I'll go and visit, see how things are. But really deep inside, I knew I wanted to 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 stay. Yeah. You know, but I was just like, I'm just gonna you know check it out. Go as a as as a, as a tourist visa for now, and then once I got to uh, to here, and my family at the time they were all living in Baltimore, Maryland, so that's where I first called home was uh, the Baltimore, Maryland uh, area. So when I got there, um, you know, my other uncle then uh, was also living there, and he was the one who then you know helped me and gave the support to to stay there. So um, yeah, so I and and uh, yeah, and that was my uncle Julius. So I have four, I have four uncles total. So. Uh, so those two really helped me, and uh, and you know, and, and again, it it was really about learning English. But then, of course, I was like, okay, and I can go to university now, you know. And at the mm -hmm. time, I really wanted to pursue, uh, you know, I wanted to pursue higher education. You know, I chose computer science, and honestly, like, I just chose because you know that was trendy. That was something that I could do something about it. <laughs> and we're gonna talk more about where that we you know where that went with that decision. But uh, but yeah. So, um, so I stopped there, you know, so you give another maybe follow up questions or anything. So that was, but that, you know, I just wanted to, just wanted to see a different culture, learn a different culture. Yeah. I mean, that that's was my a, American dream. Yeah. I mean, that's really a great reason. I mean, I, I kind of resonate with you, uh, because I don't know the, the movies, you know, when I was young, mm -hmm. you know, I had this kind of dream, like, oh my gosh, like I want to go to, go to America or, you know, North American thing. Right. Yeah. And then when I, yeah. whenever I watch this kind of movie, oh my God, I want to go to school. You know, I want to experience that. I want to, I want to be able to speak English fluently. So like, exactly. I, I totally, totally, you know, get what you're saying. Right. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you moved to uh america when you're 17 and yeah. then what was the first impression of america you mm -hmm. said that you were you know uh you were settling in baltimore at first with your right. uncles and yeah. uh how how different was it compared to brazil and were there some mm -hmm. challenges that you were facing sure yeah so you know the first the first week when i arrived so you know i arrived in miami airport and um you know so here in florida where i currently live and my grandmother was actually living in Florida already at that point. She was one of the, the folks that decided to leave Baltimore uh, and move to Florida. And, and actually, my family would later all kind of move away from Baltimore. And a lot of them now living in, in, in South Florida. So when I was there, you know, my, my, my grandma, you know, was still young and, you know, she was she was working. So actually, I, I got there. She had to go to work. And I remember very clearly going through like all the channels on the TV, you know, like that first, like I was by myself in the house. She just had their cable, you know, like you can watch. So I figure out the channels and I was looking through all the channels, you know, on TV and trying to soak it all in really, you know, not my English was very beginning at that point. Like I had a very, you know, just very low understanding. So it was more like just to, to channel surf, 
And then after that, I also went through the radio station and so many radio stations. <laughs> and I think, and then after that, Lucy, what I did actually was, oh, by the way, and there were squirrels everywhere. I'd never seen a squirrel in my life. <laughs> there was a, you know, so it, where I'm from in Brazil, we don't have squirrels. So that the squirrel was also a novelty thing. So I was seeing the little squirrels and I was like, oh, they're so cute. And, and once that, and once within, that was my morning. And when the afternoon came, I was like, what am I doing here? And it just sunk. <laughs> it, and it just sunk in, Lucy. It sunk in, and I cried. I cried. Oh I bawled. And and I think I was. It was such a cathartic kind of experience, right? That I was just letting these all out. And I I really feel like it was like me realizing, like I, I I'm here to stay, you know, and I'm here for the oh. long haul. You know, and it's going to take a while for maybe for me to see my family again and my parents, you know, because they they stayed back in Brazil. Um, and it, it, it was just so it was just like I'll never forget that. And I don't have very good long term memory. So for me to remember <laughs> that for me to remember that moment it was very it was very um, it really marked, you know, that. But, but surely enough, I know I was on a plane from from Miami to 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 Baltimore. And I think, you know, throughout, you know, throughout the, those first impressions, like, yes, there were, you know, there were many things that were similar to Brazil, you know, like, um, you know, I mean, culture wise, yes, you know, people are speaking a different language and all that, but, you know, it's still, uh, I guess, Western culture, you know, like, mm. you know, it, it, you know, young people go and hang out in the mall and you go and watch movies, <laughs> you know, and you, you know, like I wasn't doing anything different, you know. Um, but I think when I joined the university and I really, be, you know, I really started through my higher education, um, then I think changes really have, you know, were, were brought up to me. You know, like I, growing up in Brazil, you know, it's a very diverse country, you know, but, but, but honestly, like I was having those more, you know, in-depth conversations about identity and, and social social justice and diversity like I started having here in a, in a higher education and I think that's also why I love I fell in love with my higher education because it allowed me for me to think about that and not only how it applies you know to to the U.S. but I was looking back to Brazil like right like wow I actually have seen you know racism and mm -hmm. and discrimination against you know folks with uh, low socioeconomic status in Brazil and yet we like at least back then, you know, and I was also young. So I'm sure these conversations were happening. I just was not having them when I left, mm. you know. Um, and, and that was so I've always been able to like look at, you know, here, but also like, oh, okay, how has that been applying to Brazil? And how, you know, how can I be part of those, of those, that conversation? So for me, I think that's where, you know, there was a lot of like, okay, what is, what is, you know, what is discrimination, racism like in Brazil versus here, you know, and those, and I know that's a kind of a heavy topic, but those are the things that for me were, a lot of first impressions, you know, and, and I, and I hear I had a, I had an ability to have a, a very, you know, thankfully a very, you know, diverse uh, group of friends as, as I, as I had in Brazil. So I feel like I also mm. didn't, didn't lose that, you know, whether it be with other international students, as you know, international students tend to flock together, yeah. you know, <laughs> and at the same time, yes. you know, like, I, I think I was very intentional about like bridging that gap that I'm like, I don't want to just have international student friends. I also want to make American mm -hmm. friends. But mm -hmm. then, you know, you also struggle. Okay, what what does that mean? Who is American? Like, what is American? Uh, you know, like, and I'm and I'm I'm getting deep here, Lucy. So I do yeah, I do realize yeah, I that, like like, right? Like, I, you you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you it it is different. Um, and how you know, so for so I've been I've been very um 
intentional about bridging bridging that gap. But then you know, and you know, you said you know you've you've gave a, a sneak peek that I've worked with students, you know, college students as a career. Like that was something that I've always felt, um, you know, um, challenging them on like really bridging bridging the gap that exists because it, it's easier to stay you know within your group. And sometimes there there, there are true obstacles to that that people mm-hmm. cannot do that, right? So I also acknowledge acknowledge that. But um, but yeah, so it's interesting at a surface level, not a lot of difference. But when you start digging, then you then those differences in first impressions can really change from you know from the U.S. to your culture. I think. Yeah, actually, that's really true. And um, yeah, well, I've never been to Brazil, but so I don't. <laughs> so you should go. I know. We should go together. <laughs> yes, yes, let's do this. <laughs> But like, you know, when I compare, you know, while I was listening to your story, I was thinking about, Mm -hmm. you know, South Korea as well, because I'm from South Korea. So when I first moved to, you know, a foreign country, you know, it really hit me really hard because, oh my gosh, like there are, it's it's very diverse, right? Like, I don't know, Mm -hmm. like, it's sort of like, I don't know. And then, and especially in the US nowadays, the diversity and inclusion are like a really, really important topic, which right. I re- am really glad is really happening, right? Me too. And, right. Um, and I hope like all the countries across the globe <laughs> are adopting that, uh, that kind of, exactly. um, I don't know, yeah, the initiative, I guess. Uh, right. So, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I really, uh, I really love that uh, you brought this uh, this topic, which I am very passionate about as well. Um, Wonderful. You, yeah, you, you said uh, you were crying when you, uh, mm. you know, on your first day in America because you you knew that oh my gosh, this is not this is not a short term thing. This is this is gonna be long term. I totally get it. Um, and uh, and actually, I read from one of your LinkedIn posts that you didn't you didn't go back to Brazil for nine years okay my first question is is that is it true and my second question is oh oh my gosh so if that is true then how how did you get through this time because like from 17 plus nine years it's like 26 from 17 to 26 you you didn't go back to brazil so how how was it yeah and and i think you know again in hindsight i think that that crying that i did you know it was it was i think me kind of almost foreboding, right, that that was about to happen. And that was for a couple of reasons, Lucy, right, as, as, as immigrants, like we, we, you know, we, and, you know, and, and me immigrating to, to the U.S., like I knew what, like the things I needed to do if I wanted to mm. stay here. And, and by that, I mean, if I wanted to eventually get a green card, right, because that, that became then the American dream for me too. Like, if I want to stay in this country, I'm going to have to, you know, I'm going to have to pursue a green card. So for me, you know, the way to do that was through school, right? So, so then I'm spending, you know, four years alone, just in undergraduate with a student visa, which, by the way, I switched when I was in the U.S. And it's a mm-hmm. very different process when that happens in country versus outside, right? So mm-hmm. when I was here, yes, I had to show the documents that, that, that you know, that my sponsors and myself, like we had the, we had the, the financial means to, you know, for me to, to, to pay for the education, right? But if I were to ask for a visa outside, I would have had to go a, a step further and show that I had ties to Brazil, right? Which at the time, mm-hmm. like, right, I, I didn't have any. So I never felt safe to go out to like get my, my visa on my passport to be able mm-hmm. to come back in. And I'm like, I'm not going to risk it. You know, like it's too much to risk. You know, like I'm, 
I'm so close to graduating. And then once I graduated undergraduate and I decided to, you know, continue to pursue higher education and, and went to to get my master's because I thought that, that, okay, with a master's, my chances of getting a green card would have been even higher. So I mm-hmm. did that. So same thing. I was like, I'm not, I'm staying put. I'm not going to go anywhere because I'm changing my visa status in schools within the U.S. And for that, it's it's actually easy in the sense that, you know, if you have to, you know, if you have to show the means and you have scholarships and other financial aid that you can show, then that's great. A school will, will certainly accept the paperwork. So, but you're not asking a you know an immigration officer in a consulate for for them to give you the the visa, right? Like you can stay mm-hmm. here. So, Lucy, wasn't until I got my first full time job out of grad school that I came to Illinois, and, and um, that I was. And then they they sponsored me for my work visa, and mm-hmm. with the work the work visa, I learned very very early on that with the work visa they actually um it's it's called a dual intent uh visa right so that means that you can actually show intent that you want to stay that you want to stay in the oh, country so okay. during an a visa a visa interview you know like they they don't not gonna hold against you because you know with a work visa it's a path to a green card so with that i i felt I like 95% sure, you know, like secure. And that's then Lucy that I decided to come, you know, when I, when I had my, when I had my work visa approved through the University of Illinois, which again, they were amazing for doing that for me back then. Um, they, you know, I felt like, okay, now I feel like I can go to Brazil and then, you know, have to, you know, get a work visa to come back. And yeah, it was a homecoming. I spent three weeks there. It was amazing. It was like, you know, in, in, and oh my God, imagine not seeing your parents for that long. You know, my sister, um, like I remember just, you know, for me, everybody like looked a little bit older, looked a little bit different, yeah. you know, and I'm sure I look different. For, so it was, it was a, a true homecoming. So now during that time, you know, I had to find, you know, I had to find a little, I had to find like two days to escape and, you know, and take care of all the work visa stuff. Um, because again, I had to go to the embassy, you know, to the American embassy in Brasilia to request a visa and it worked, it all worked out great. So I had my visa and my passport and I was able to come back and, you know, and continue to work for the university of Illinois at that point. Yeah. So that was, so that was the main reason. Uh, yeah. And, you know, and I, and I, you know, let's call it what it is. It was a sacrifice on my end, you know, like Mm. I was sacrificing and I have to say, I, I think I was so focused you know, I had the the goal in mind so clearly, like that's what I need to do. That, and I hope I don't sound, I don't sound like a little cold when I said it, but like <laughs> I, I was almost like numb. You know, those mm-hmm. nine years, I was almost like yes. And remember, nineties, early, you know, late nineties. You know, internet maybe in the U.S. was already a thing, but back in Brazil, like my family was, you know, was not connected. So even talking, mm-hmm. like it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't all that. You know, like it wasn't, it's not like now that we have WhatsApp and we just our text all the time. It, it really was like, let's make a plan. Like, you know, I have to call you this day and you have to yeah. be there to answer, you know? So it was, so you had that. It was like, wow, I can't believe I, you know, I can't believe I did really all that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it all worked out. Right. And, and I, yeah. And, uh, and then I know you, I kind of like understand what you mean, like, you know, when you said, oh, it may sound very cold hurried, but I was really too focused, right? I I, I get yeah. what you mean because when, okay. because like mm-hmm. at the time, like for you, like getting a green card and really settling in the US is your ultimate goal. That is the goal. Well, it was so my American me, dream exactly, going back to that, like, the first exactly. question. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it was, you have to, it was. Yeah. So you just like had to do whatever it takes uh, to, to yeah. reach that goal. So um, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, and not to say, I, right, Louis, and, 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 and on top of that, like when you, I mean, you're also talking money to do all these things, right? Like, I mean, yeah. uh, money you know like your trip to so i was like again i'm, I'm a college student that for you know for you know with with the help of you know some some scholarships that i was able to secure you know and and, and then but also you know putting myself through school like i didn't have the 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 extra money to you know go to brazil then book an additional you know trip to go to the embassy like yeah yeah it wasn't until i had a, a real full-time job that i had more disposable income to be able to do that <laughs> <laughs> you, I think you were really, you are, and you were very strong too. Because I know that, like, living in a foreign country, yeah, alone, is is you know, it can be really challenging sometimes, right? So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah you're you're very strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um. So, well, you 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 mentioned that you studied computer science in yeah. in in college, and then you did right. a master's a degree later on. Can you tell me? Well, you 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 told me earlier that oh, you chose that major because it was uh the trendy major. Still, it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm curious. Yeah. How was your I don't know experience studying computer science? Did you like it? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. What was your kind of like, I don't know, the plan after graduation at the time? <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, I wasn't aware of the plan either. You know, that was the other thing to know, but I, 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 I did, I did enjoy, you know, computer science. So I know I started at a community college in, in Baltimore called the, the community college of Baltimore County. And I specifically went to the Essex campus. And then, so I, so I started that community college and then transferred to Ithaca College in upstate New York. So those are the two colleges that I did my undergraduate. Uh, so I was a transfer student as well on top of that. So, um, but yeah, but both both for my associate's degree and then my bachelor's degree, um, for the associate's, I actually was able to like declare, you know, computer sciences in my major. So I, I got the, you know, the basic classes. And I have to say, I, you know, I today see that, you know, that was, that, that definitely was not, time wasted you know like i'm glad mm. that i got my bachelor's in computer science because it really helped me uh be a better pl- problem solver because in computer science you learn how to solve problems in a very uh methodical way like like an algorithm you're learning mm. a computer algorithm so you do this step then you do that step and you know and saying it out loud that even helped me with you know figuring out what are the steps that i need to take for my you know, for my uh, immigration journey, right? Like, oh, mm-hmm. you get your degree and then you get a job yeah. and then the job can sponsor you for you, right? Like there's steps that you, so yeah, I was thinking, you know, I learned how to think like a machine and I, and for that, <laughs> I mean, that's a great critical problem solving skill to have. Mm-hmm. So absolutely no regrets, but I, I'll tell you that once I was, you know, trying to figure out what was going to be next for me, you know, there was, there was a, there, there was a, an aha moment for me. I was actually mm-hmm. on my junior um, on my junior year. I was already at Ithaca. I had, had had gone to Ithaca, and I decided to run for student body president for student government association. Wow. So I, you know, so I mean, so this was in the spring of 2001, and we were running for you know for the next academic year, 2001, 2002. And you know, I have my party. You know, I had my other uh, friends that were part of the party. And, you know, we're in the thick of like, you know, campaigning and, and, and doing all that. And I remember coming to one of my classes 
and I'm sitting, I'm, I'm sitting in my classroom, you know, waiting for the for the class to start. And this was an early class, so it's me, and I have two other classmates that were like in the in the desks in front of me, and the two of them were talking computer stuff, you know, like they were talking computer, oh. like the, the problem and everything. And I am here thinking about you know SGA stuff and student <laughs> involvement. And yeah. I at that moment I realized, like, you know, that computer science is not what I want to do. I had I had the aha moment, you know, mm. and uh, but you know I was also a junior going to my senior year, you know, to change, you know, to change a major at that point, you know, was going to mean staying, you know, an extra year potentially, more money, of course, you know, just and I was like, you know, it's not that I am not good at it or can do. It, I just mm-hmm. probably that's not something I want to do afterwards. So I decided to stick with it. But sure enough, when I graduated. Now, also to put you know things into perspective for for the listeners, um, I'm class of 2002. So if you think about my senior year, was marked by September 11, right? And so right, so that fall, wow, you know, okay. uh, September 11 happened, and of course, you know, uh, the the job market, especially for for international students, was not good. Mm-hmm. So. I spent my following year after graduation. So I, I graduate, you know, with my bachelor's in computer science, May 2002. Uh, and the next year, you know, I, you know, back then I got my, I got my uh, optional practical training, which is OPT for short. That's the one year mm-hmm. that you as an international student can have to continue to work, you know, in, in the U.S. So to get some experience, you know, so that's a nice yeah. thing to do. But you only have one year. And the clock starts ticking the moment you graduate, right? So as soon as you graduate, that clock starts ticking. So I had from May to May of next year to to figure it out. And, you know, and I was having a hard time. I was really having a hard time finding something in computer science. Now, again, a 22-year-old thinking like, oh, I have a computer science. I can only do this, right? Mm -hmm. And today... Today, I know better than that. No, that's not the only thing that you can do. You can do much more. And, and I always told all of my students in higher education, like, you know, just because you get a degree next doesn't mean you have to do that. You can go beyond that. Absolutely. You know, we'll, we'll talk, I'm sure we'll talk more about that yes. uh, later <laughs> on. But, but, um, but in my mind, that's all I, you know, that I was, quote unquote, stuck with, with that, right? So then nothing really was paying out. What ended up happening was I... Moved to Florida at that time. So I went from New York to Florida because my family was in Florida and I needed the support, you know, for people to stay in and all that. So as I was figuring out, I actually got a job teaching English as a second language. <laughs> to, in Florida? In Florida, yes. Okay. So so at that point oh, already, you, you I was a job already... To teach English? Yes, oh, yes. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So, so I, I got I got that job. Uh, you know, it was like a mix of office assistant and like doing the classes in the evening. It was actually pretty cool. And uh, but, you know, it was kind of just that job for me to have while I was thinking of the next thing. And for me, the next thing became, OK, I'm going to go and pursue my master's and I'm going to pursue it in in higher education, because when I I, you know, I, I went back to my career office at Ithaca College and talked to mm-hmm. one of the advisors there and I said, help, I'm lost. Like, I don't know what to do. And yeah. they, you know, they took the time to talk me through and, okay, what are you passionate about? And what do you, what do you like and what do you don't like? And I really, the things that I kept coming back to Lucy were my time when I was involved as a student leader. Mm-hmm. I was a resident advisor. 
I was in Student Government Association. I was in the Leadership Advisory Council. I mean, I was doing, I, I don't, you know, back I, now that I think I'm like, how did I have time to actually finish yeah. my academic? Because I was doing a lot. So that academic, that, that career advisor, excuse me, told me like, you know, you can do what, you know, your advisors and your resident director were doing. I'm like, what? They don't do that for fun, right? Like in my mind, they were like, oh no, they're getting paid for it. I was like, yeah. okay. So so that's when the light bulb went off for me to pursue a career in higher education. Lo and behold, Florida International University was just starting a, a, a program in higher education. And a previous, a previous student affairs, uh, vice president of student affairs at Ithaca College was now at Florida International University starting that program. His name was uh, Richard Corrente. Um, and, you know, and really there was an instant connection there, right? Mm-hmm. Like someone from yeah. my undergrad, even though I've never met him before, but, you know, that's the beauty yeah. of networking, right? When you network, you can say, you know, you know, can say, oh, that person was, you know, worked at this place that you also worked to, or, you know, you are Brazilian, that person's Brazilian. That's that's yeah, like these exactly. natural connections, mm-hmm. right? So for me, mm-hmm. yeah, so I reached out, I reached out to Dr. Corrente and, and yeah, he gave me a tour. He gave, you know, was very excited about me joining the program and I decided to join and uh, join the, the master's program at Florida International University, FIU for short. Uh, uh, in the summer of 2003, and uh, and then that's and then I got my master's in higher education uh, in wow. 2005. So it was a two-year program, yeah. And that's how I that's how I I kind of you know pivoted to to education. Yeah, I, I'm happy. I'm happy for you. Thank um, you. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really curious to hear that. Well, I, I guess like um, after after you graduated from uh, the Florida. The international university, yeah, right? international yeah. university yeah, in Miami. Yeah, mm-hmm. then you, you, I believe you got a job at the uh, University of Illinois. Urbana that is Champaign. correct. So that's yes, yeah, so that's what took me to Illinois after that. Mm-hmm. Got it, got it. Well, you moved quite a bit, right? New York, I to did. Florida too. <laughs> wow, okay. I and, did, and then and then I got to Illinois and I stopped there because I was there for the last, you know. 16 oh, years or so yeah, true. <laughs> on and, and the, on and off on and off but but for the most part you know that was that, that that's been my home base since 2005 yeah wow and then <laughs> you were yeah you were working for the university for a long time and then mm-hmm. you were you started as a residence residence hall director and then an area court and then an area coordinator which you know, so to uh, so residence hall directors, you know, they are supervising the resident advisors, which are the undergraduate students, right? And then as an area coordinator, I was supervising then the residence hall directors. So you know, so I was so in, in my mind at that time, like I was you know taking those taking those steps mm-hmm. right up, up up the ladder. So you know, you you supervise students first, then you supervise you know full time full time staff members or graduate students. Um, yeah, so I was I was doing I was doing those steps. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then, as you pointed as you pointed out, uh, out already, then most recently, uh, you know, I I moved from you know the what we call the student academic the student affairs you know area to then the academic affairs, and I was doing mm. first year first year experience for the College of Liberal Arts and Science at the University of Illinois um, for the last five years before I joined HubSpot. Wow. Yeah. What did you like the most about this? Uh... I guess like engaging with students, you know, 
because like even before you get you got a full-time job as a residence hall director mm-hmm. or area coordinator uh you were involved with a lot of student activities yeah. when you were studying what, what did you like about it i'm curious yeah that's a great question what it boils down to me is about learning you know mm. it's about you know i see myself as a as a lifelong learner you know i think uh, you know we are we are individuals that are always learning in in whatever capacity whether it's you know a formal learning or just learning uh, you know from life you know with the with the lessons that life throws your way like we're all we're learning beings so to me to see someone go from you know 0 to 10 to 20 to like develop mm. that to me like excites me um you know i like seeing people you know like light bulbs go go off or having these aha moments oh i get it now you know like i i think that's at the bottom line that's what it is for me you know so when i when i spend time you know um with you know during undergraduate with my peers you know that you know that we are learning together or then as someone who's working for the students you know for their development the word development is always central to what i was doing to develop them into better into better people you know and, and in the process you're also developing yourself right because you cannot mm-hmm. you cannot teach others without learning too you know it's a it's a it's a mutual it's a it's a mutual relationship so that's what's at the i think at the core for me wow it's it's really good that i'm just like really amazed because I can see that you Thank know, you. yeah, you know what, I guess like, you know, your core, I don't know, what should I say, core desire, I don't know, core value, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like, it starts from learning, uh, and then it just yeah. like branch out like different kind of like paths, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, it's really amazing. And uh, <laughs> I, okay, now I want to talk about your first year, uh, first year experience class that yes. you mm-hmm welcomed 2200 students every yeah. year that's remarkable like i'm curious how was that experience and how you were able to uh, incorporate design thinking into that class and can you tell us more about like what design thinking is because you know yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely so uh so i'll start with the with the class itself so uh, you know with the position that i had uh my main responsibility was to you know uh create programs uh, that would help students transition from, you know, high school or in the case of, you know, we also had a transfer program. So it was either, you know, first year students or new transfer students to to the College of Liberal Arts and Science at the University of Illinois. So, you know, Illinois, just a quick quick thing about Illinois as, a, as an institution, we are very decentralized. You know, it's a word that we mm-hmm. throw out because, you know, the College of Liberal Arts and Science is doing one thing, you know, business is doing another, uh, engineering is doing you know, another program. So we were all separate kind of programs like that. So I was working specifically with the College of Liberal Arts and Science. We say LAS for short. So, mm-hmm. um, so you know, so I was in LAS and I was, uh, and then the main program really that we did every year to, to help students transition was the course. So the first year experience course. So when I got there, you know, I, of course, uh, inherited a curriculum that was amazing already to begin with. So props to uh, props to Ruth Hoffman, who was my predecessor there at the University of Illinois. And she really built an amazing program because, you know, back then, and I, I want to say, so I started in 2006 in that, not 2006, sorry, 2016, mm-hmm. I started in that position. So before that, I want to say almost seven years before that, 
there was that there was a there was a you know a direction from the university saying okay every college has to do a program mm-hmm. and uh, and Ruth was at the time you know the person responsible for that and really built that program from the ground up so when I got there you know I really had an amazing framework to work from you know we had the curriculum and uh, you know at that point you know was it was putting you know implementing it right um, then, so so the class at the time, it was really a semester-long class. The students were taking it. One thing that I loved about the program is that we had a peer, uh, a peer mentor program. So the people, so I wasn't delivering the instruction in the orientation course, Lucy. It was students, juniors and seniors that we selected and trained to deliver the program. So the, the freshmen are learning, the freshmen are learning from juniors and seniors. And it was amazing. Like that was probably the number one thing that we got amazing feedback from students every year is that they loved having that, you know, an immediate connection to, mm-hmm. to a, a junior and a senior. So that was something that was like, you know, it's working. We're never going to touch this, right? Like it's going to continue. And, 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 it, and it was very successful. When I got there too, um, my associate dean, Barbara henson Bot. Uh, great colleague and she was really had the vision to like bring our student academic affairs office you know uh you know uh into a a new direction and we Mm -hmm. were looking for a way to again continue to 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 help students from the point from the moment they they came in so as freshmen all the way through they graduate and post graduation too you know like so what are they going to do right because again Mm -hmm. the, the way the way i was struggling with like what do I do with this computer science degree mm-hmm. now? We also have students <laughs> yeah. that, you know, go through four years and they're leaving with a computer science degree, a math degree, uh, you know, you name it. And they're like, okay, what do I do with this now? Right. And we were getting those, we were getting the data that students were, you know, need, needing some help with that. Mm-hmm. So um, Barbara really put put us in the direction to talk about design thinking. You know, that was something that she has come across. And we started, we, we as a team started learning about more about design thinking and how can we implement it. So lo and behold, and I know I shared with you the, the Design Your Life book mm-hmm. uh, that we were talking about. And design thinking, you know, kind of a quick lesson. And, and again, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not the end all be all on this. So that's my understanding is, you know, school of designs, right? All through, I have been doing this for for decades, you know, it's not it's nothing new. You know, how do you think as a designer? What's mm-hmm. new about it? What's new about it? It's I think applying those concepts of design thinking. Where you know, how do I design a cup? How do I design a phone? Mm-hmm. How about how do I design these concrete things to abstract things like my life? How do I design my life? Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. thinking, having the mindset, and having the attitude of a designer but applying that to abstract things like your life, like a service, like an experience, the things that like really we can touch it, right? Um, so Stanford University has really taken the, the leadership here into these into this trend, uh, and they've been doing amazing things out of their uh, uh, D school for design, and the, the design school, and they call it D school for short. Uh, and we had um, the amazing opportunity to actually go and experience in a workshop format how they were doing that. So we got to see from the masters, you know, like all the tricks and, and, you know, and how they were applying the framework of design thinking, excuse me, into things like designing a class and designing a class specifically for students to figure out how to design their life, their work, Mm -hmm. their first year, their college experience, whatever. 
So this was in the summer of 2018. And by that summer, uh, oh, sorry, by that fall, I, you know, I started prototyping. So playing around with some of the things we brought from Stanford and put it into motion. Um, so we start, so you now again, we, we started this small with, I think, three sections that fall. And then we scaffolded to, you know, to like fall 2019, you know, we wow. were all in a new curriculum. Um, and again, a lot of it, you know, and, and one thing about design is that it's constant, it's constantly iterating. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like we, you know, we tried one thing. All right. How did that work? Oh, maybe we should try it different. Right. And that's, how, you know, I know that many, many folks do that with program evaluations and all that, but like you also, you can iterate on the go. So, you know, if things weren't working, like we could pivot it right away and, and you know, try some, some, um, some different things. So, so since the fall of 2019, you know, that, that, that first year experience that I was in charge of really was, uh, was, a. a, a uh, a first year experience where students were helping were were being taught design uh, mindsets and some methodology on how to apply it to their life. I'll give you a quick example so maybe it puts it a, yeah, a little bit more please. a little yes. bit more. The biggest thing that we were doing with them was this idea of wayfinding maps. So mm-hmm. uh, a way a wayfinding is different than navigation, right? Navigation, you know, when you put it like, okay, I want to go to, I want to go from here to the the grocery store, right? The navigation mm-hmm. is gonna tell you, you go straight, then make a right here, make a left here, and you're there. There's a destination. Yes. With wayfinding, you kind of know what you're looking for, but you're not necessarily a hundred percent sure. Plus, your path is not going to be like. I'm going to go here and I'm going to mm. go there and, you know, and all that. So maybe applying that to my own life, right? Like I started with a goal of studying computer science, Yeah. but guess what? I, you know, and, and I didn't end up, you know, quote unquote, in a computer science job. But besides that, you know, like throughout the way I was finding these little nuggets of like, oh, this sounds interesting to me, right? Let me see what this is about. Student government. Oh, there's this thing called higher education, higher education as a career. Let me see what that is. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was like, your path is a little bit more winding, right? Then mm-hmm. there's all these experiences that then culminate into what you think of the station because it also doesn't end. I would I would say that I'm I'm continuing to find my way, right? Right yeah. now, especially as I am as I've transitioned from career. So so that's one way that that's like a very concrete activity that we have implemented with those students. Uh, so this idea of wayfinding map. Um, I also shout out to, have you seen the movie Moana by any chance? Oh, the animation, the right? No, yes, no. Yes. Is it good? I guess it's good. It is good. It is good. Okay. And there's actually, there's actually, and I bring that up because there's actually a bit there about wayfinding. So oh. we actually would always, we'd always show a little clip from the movie Moana to talk to help students understand what is wayfinding, you know, because, you know, they were a tribe from, uh, you know, from the Pacific, right? And then they were, uh, they were like finding their way to the other islands and all that. But yeah, definitely highly recommend the movie. It's, okay. a, it's a great movie. Uh, and know, uh, music from music from Lin-Manuel Miranda, who doesn't like that guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but, uh, but yeah, so that was kind of like in a in a in a nutshell uh, how I you know how I was how I was introduced to design thinking and then how I really have come to embrace that even for myself as a way to you know how do I navigate life and work. I really love that concept. Like when you were kind of like explaining the difference between navigation and wayfinding, mm. it's just like wow. 
I can clearly right. yeah. understand. Yeah. yeah, it's it's amazing. And that's one and that's one that's one method, that's one strategy, you know, that you can use. Um, you know, another another way to also think of like a design is just simply shape, shifting your perspective, right? Sometimes we're looking at a problem, right? We're looking mm. at a problem from the same angle, the same yeah. time. Well, let me stand up and move over here and then look at the same problem from a different perspective, from a different mm-hmm. angle, right? Sometimes, so that's another way to think, you know, so we were also, you know, helping students understand that concept. Like, you know, sometimes when we look at one thing from the same way, um, you know, it doesn't make sense. And so shift your perspective, move the thing around, move it, move it upside down. Like, what does mm-hmm. that look like? So, so that's another, that's another quick design, uh, design thing. And there's so many others out there. So definitely reading the book, uh, 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 you know, design your life mm-hmm. and, uh, and, you know, following, following the D school at, at Stanford. Those are some good ways to, to learn more about design thinking, especially as it applies to life, career planning, yeah. those, those kinds of things. Yeah, I mean, thanks to you. Uh, well, I didn't read the book yet, but I am going to definitely. But thanks to your wonderful, <laughs> yeah. I-, I watched the TED talk uh, from the, uh, the oh co-author. yeah, that talk is really good. Oh my gosh, it was yeah. so good. And and that on top of that, now um, I'm learning like within just like five minutes when you were just describing what design thinking and then the way of finding this concept, I'm already learning so much. It gives me a lot of like, I don't know, this kind of like yeah yeah it is exciting it is exciting yeah Yeah. absolutely okay and then uh well so okay now i want to talk a little bit about your transition as well like your life Mm -hmm. so you so you've been working um in university for over 15 years and then you recently transitioned your career into the tech world I'm curious how how was that transition for you, and was there any kind of like reason behind like because like um I guess the core of your I, I guess like your what you're doing is learning and you know uh the development mm-hmm. education in that sense it is, is the yeah. same yeah but the mm-hmm. environment has changed so like were there any reasons behind or tell me more about more about that yeah yeah absolutely so now I work as a, a learning specialist at HubSpot. Which you know is a uh, is a platform for you know uh, business to grow their business better, right? And um, so you know with marketing, sales, customer support, all that. And as you noted, uh, Lucia, I'm I'm in charge of the uh, the new hire uh, class, uh, and we call it HubSpot Foundations uh, in our organization. So uh, I get to spend uh, an amazing week with all of our amazing new hires that are excited to start their career at HubSpot, and really. I can't couldn't ask for a better for a better job. Like people are excited, people are ready to be there, ready to learn. You know, they're just like sponges soaking up everything. And I feel like my role is really just to you know to create that environment where they are comfortable, they feel welcome, they feel validated in their decision to to have joined HubSpot. Uh, you know, and really making the most out of their of the experience and me guiding them through you know through that. You know, it is it is it is stressful, right? Starting a new job. It is also there's a lot of things to learn. So it's always yeah. again validating their experience, making sure they are they're feeling comfortable with the material. And um, so I'm, I'm I do a lot of facilitating of the of the live sessions over Zoom. Um, so you're right. It is learning at the core. You know, and I think when I was looking for uh, my next role. You know, I I immediately you know continue to navigate to to the learning and development field, right? And that's kind of like the term that it's mostly applied to 
to to corporate. Um, mm-hmm. But truly, I was doing learning and development in higher education. That's what yeah. it is. We just maybe don't we maybe don't have the lens. Now, believe it or not, that took me a while to realize that that's what I was doing, right? Like that that's mm-hmm. a, that I was talking a talk because you know when it came time that I wanted to transition out of higher education you know, uh, the imposter syndrome came knocking and said, are you really going to be able to do this? Are you really going to be able to transition to that? You know, like, you know, who do you think you are? Like, there was all that voice, right? The imposter talking, right? Like, and and I had to, you know, I had to to do some, you know, some some internal work with myself and say, no, I've been doing these things. And of course, Mm -hmm. I'm able to transition. You know, uh, there was a lot of, you know, just, there was a lot of that, just, just learning how to take what I was doing in academics and put it into, you know, and put it into words that were just more used in the corporate setting, right? Um, the the reason behind Lucy, you know, like as we know, you know, we're we're living on this thing called the pandemic, right? So yeah. like, with what when when March twenty twenty uh, rolled in, you know, we transitioned uh, our mm-hmm. academics to online, you know. So I'm now working with my team to deliver instruction, deliver the experiences that we were doing in person online to our students. And of course we did that, we did that for the entire, for the entire year of 2020 and 2021. Um, and, um, and through all that, you know, like learning the new technology, Zoom, Microsoft Teams, like you, you name it, right? Like learning mm-hmm. so, and, and learning in ways so you can make it more uh, engaging for the students as well. I truly enjoyed working from home. You know, I, I enjoyed working from home. That was something I wanted to to continue to pursue. And I also knew that, you know, they were all by like by spring of 2021. So that would be like your, you know, February, March mm-hmm. of 2021. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you already, you know, you, you, you were learning that, you know, we're, we're coming back in the fall, you know, as an in-person, you know, uh, institution, you know, like, and I oh, yeah. totally understand. Mm-hmm. And I totally understand that, right? Like our students, want to have that in-person experience there that I would want to have that first in-person experience too. Right. Mm-hmm. I, so, but I also came to realize, okay, there is a disconnect here because mm-hmm. I would like to continue on the remote work, you know, and, the, and, and that might mean that I, you know, the, the, you know, Illinois is not the place for me anymore mm-hmm. to do that. Right. And it just, and it really was just came for me to, to come to terms with that. You know, once I knew this is what I want, and, you know, and, and U of I being my place of employment at the time couldn't provide that, you know, just it's like, okay, it's time to move on, you know, and, and being, there was no, being amicable about being, you know, yeah. being, being clear about that. And, and that was it, you know, like I, you know, I was looking for something that at the time the university no longer could provide for me. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, and so then I, I, I went, I, I engaged in a job search, you know, like late April, May through, mm-hmm. through that. Um, but then, you know, I think at that time, Lucy, I was just like, you know what? I think I, I, you know, I've been doing high education for a while. I want to change. You know, I, I've been yeah, talking yeah. to my, I've been talking to my students about design thinking, yeah. you know, and, and, <laughs> and I want to, you know, I want to, I want to follow what I preach kind of thing. Yes, you know? yes, and, I, yes. and I really felt like, how can I design the best thing that's for me? And, you know, and it came down to me making a, you know, making a, uh, a clear decision about okay, what am I? What what do I want to continue to do, and in what area I want to continue to do? And mm-hmm. that boiled down to, I want to facilitate more because in my 
previous role at, at, at U of I as, as, as a dean for first year experience, I was doing a lot of the behind the scenes work and, you know, mm. curriculum development, you know, all that, like program management. Mm. I wasn't doing as much facilitation, which I've always loved it. Mm. And I said, I want to I wanna go back to that, you know, what gives me kind of, you know, I've been missing that joy in my life. But I loved the first year experience and I loved welcoming wow. students. And mm. I always got so great feedback from, you know, from, from my students. And I said, okay, I want to continue in that area. So I was like, okay, and like onboarding programs, new hire training, you know, that's my, that's going to be my, my niche. And lo and behold, when I put that on LinkedIn, Lucy, the position that I'm in with HubSpot came up as the number one hit, like oh the God. job. Yes. The job that I'm in now was like, boom, you know, I put like, I think I did facilitation and onboarding and the job, boom. You know, others too, but like the the the, yeah. the role that I'm in in HubSpot, like was the first one. So I was like, all right, I actually had not heard of HubSpot before. So when I read more about the company, I fell in love with it. Um, not sure if you ever read our Culture Code. It's an amazing uh, culture document that you know it's available for anybody to look it up. So you can Google Culture Code HubSpot. Culture code, okay. Culture Code HubSpot, and it's like this slide deck with you know. Um, really, it's a manifest. Uh, it's a manifesto of you know of uh, how we do culture at HubSpot. And I was like, is this is this real? Is this serious? Like, I wanna mm-hmm. I wanna see it for myself, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and I went through the through the interview uh, process, right? And, I, and and I'm here, you know. And um, I and throughout the process, I kept meeting amazing people, uh, you know, folks that would be eventually my 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 teammates uh, in what I'm doing and I was like I really want to be part of that and I'm so so thankful that that it all worked out and I can call myself uh, a hub spotter that's how that's how we call ourselves <laughs> so I'm so so happy to be there and you know it's um uh, just just was uh, five months now January 23 so coming on my six you know six month wow. mark here <laughs> I know wow. time flies wow. yeah so yeah, so I, I I really you know, and it's interesting because I got a bachelor's in computer science, and now I'm working <laughs> at tech. So it just took me you know seventeen years or so to find my way to to tech. Oh my god! But, uh, but all joking yeah. aside, right? Because I you know I am in a tech company, I am doing the learning development, but uh, but it's nice to have the computer science under your belt, so you yeah. know you can uh, <laughs> you can again you can can talk about that so yeah <laughs> i mean like yeah exactly like life we never know right it's just like you never know that. <laughs> you never know you never know yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean hotspot is one of the great companies and i haven't read uh the the culture code i'm going to but it's really known Wonderful. for a great culture and uh you know it's one of the companies that a lot of people want to work so yeah. uh, congratulations and um Thank you. i'm really yeah while i was you know listening to your story i'm really glad you know glad that you really know your core i don't know core value learning and everything so it's really related what you do is really aligned with your value which you know is very important which uh i guess like a lot of people are not really sure about their career path and you know how how am I going to design my life that kind of thing because you know I guess one of the reasons would be what 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 do I value the most like how can I align my li- mm-hmm. my life with my value and I feel like you 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 got everything <laughs> you know wow. uh, you know that so uh, I'm happy <laughs> it for took, you it took it, it took a while to get there but thank yeah. you 
I'm, 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 I'm glad it comes across, you know, and I will say this too, we are working progress, you know, like mm. I, by no, by no means I have arrived, you know, like I am mm. continuing to be a work in progress, you know, I continue to, to always, you know, in, engage in like, okay, what is important to me at this point in my life, right? Because it, it, that, that's, that, what's important for me today was not important for me even yeah. a month ago, right? Like mm-hmm. th- we change. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, we, um, I, and I love, you know, I, I'm trying, I'm trying to practice a little bit more mindfulness and meditation mm-hmm. and all that. I haven't, I haven't developed that habit yet, <laughs> but in all of my, you know, going back and forth, you know, with that practice, the one thing that has stuck with me is that the only constant in our lives is impermanence, which is, which is change, right? Like things are always changing. Uh, so that idea of impermanence, you know, I, I love that term. I love that. Like, cause wow. yes, we are, we are always, and I think that to me, to me speaks to the growth, you know, and to the, that with the fact that we are learning beings and we are always learning and we can always, can always do better, you know, can always do differently, uh, you know? So, yeah. So I'm, I'm, thank you. I'm glad that it comes across and, uh, but that's to say that was a lot of work and it will continue to be work. I haven't arrived. <laughs> wow. I mean, wow, 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 wow. I, this is mind blowing. I think like, I'm just oh. going to say it because <laughs> I really feel it because I think the University of Illinois, Urbana-Champaign and also HubSpot are lucky to have you. Um, oh, yeah. so, thank you. Thank I, you this Lucy. is my opinion. This, this has been an amazing conversation. I really appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> One last question, and I will let you go. I, I think Absolutely. I can talk to you for hours and hours. But... Oh my god, I, I, the feeling is mutual. This is like I, I, I we are time yet. I didn't even realize. <laughs> I know, same. I know. That's so, one last crazy. question for you. Yeah, one last question yeah. for you is: What is? I, I ask this question to all my guests. Uh, what is your uh, favorite nice. book that you would like to? recommend to our listeners or anybody uh yeah 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 all right so yeah when i was i was thinking through that in the the i love i love stories you know i love uh you know that's one of the reasons why i love uh movies and and tv like you know i i actually learned a, a lot more i think through works of fiction than like you know a, a business book or something like that so for me that's all to say for me uh, the book that I would recommend to everyone to to read is the the brief wondrous life of Oscar Wow, um, and mm-hmm. yes, Oscar Wow, and it's uh, the story about a Dominican Republic uh, kid uh, who you know is an immigrant. You know his family migrated to the U.S. Um, and it's just how he it's a coming of age story. Um, beautiful. It was a Pulitzer Prize winning uh, novel when it came out. Oh my goodness. It's, I, I, and I have a, a pop quiz for myself here. I think it was like back in the like late 2000s, I believe. Um, amazing, amazing, amazing book. And um, so like the characters are interesting. They're all very well-rounded. There's like, there's not a, a villain or a hero. Like they're all just humans, you know, like they're just mm. a, a, like, so you connect with their humanities and their histories and their, and their, it's a, so the brief wondrous life of Oscar Wilde. Wow. Wow. Okay. Oh, wow. There are so many recommendations <laughs> from you and I, I'm really thankful for that. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Um, I, I, you're welcome. Thank you, Lucy, so much for this opportunity. Yeah. Thanks for your time. Um, realize there, unless, do you have anything to say before we wrap up or? 
no, I, I just hope folks can get something out of this, you know, for their own learning and development those uh, two words there again. And, uh, <laughs> and again, thank you, Lucy, for, for allowing me to share my story with you. And I, I hope it uh, touches, uh, touches people out there. Thank you. And, and congratulations on this initiative. It's amazing. Uh, it's amazing. And thank you for reaching out to me and, and making those connections. I'm very happy about it. Thank you for joining us this week. Hope you learned something new from this episode. And now you are motivated and fired up to make your dream come true. Make sure to share with others who might need to listen to this podcast because this is something they needed to listen to to be inspired. We never know. Lastly, be sure to subscribe and follow Self Made Express with Lucy John on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. And I will talk to you very soon. Thanks for being here.